Amen. So what makes a place sacred? That's one of the questions we get at in this passage today. Why is it that certain places are important to us? Why is it that we always go back there? Why is it that there are things built there? This is one of the reasons this story is told, certainly. Because this story explains why it is that people were worshipping at Bethel, which is not in Jerusalem, for a long time. And so it's important to understand what had happened there and to retell the story of why we do these things that we do. And you see this throughout the Bible, all of these places where we come back because something important happened there. And if you want to go to the core of the conflict in the Middle East, at least as far as faith is concerned, you'll see this is at the heart of that too. Because three different sets of peoples have stories about what happens in Jerusalem in the same place. The site of the Al-Aqsa Mosque where Muhammad was transported in his vision. Also on top of the Temple Mount, the home of God in the time of ancient Israel. And of course Jerusalem, the place where the works of Jesus Christ were seen and remembered. What is it about these places that brings everyone together? For those of you who are fans of fantasy and science fiction, you may have heard the name Neil Gaiman. He's a fairly popular author. He now lives in Wisconsin, or at least he did. And in his book, American Gods, which is a good read and very funny, um, he puts out a thesis that we can't always explain why we are drawn to certain places. We can't always explain what it is that makes that place sacred and holy. And so we don't always know what to do with it, but we know that it's important. And so we do things like build the world's largest ball of twine on it. Right? Or we build the house on the rock and fill it with kitsch. Or we do all sorts of things. Or we, have, Has anyone been to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee? Branson? Very similar. Um, why do we build those things? We don't know, but there was something about those towns. There was something about those places, and we didn't know how to react, but we did the best we could. And in this story, we get at that too. We get at that sense that there is something about place. There is something about the place that you walk through and realize there is something different here. And I didn't know it when I came here, but I find myself drawn here. Right? I don't know why I'm coming. They say in the field of dreams, they won't know why they're going, but they'll all want to come here, and there'll be tickets for them, and they'll sit and enjoy the game. It's that element of the mystic and that element of the sacred that we cannot explain. And here Jacob, I think, does a good job of recounting the, the, the people who tell Jacob's story, do a good job of explaining the core of it, which is... It doesn't matter whether it's a place that you know is sacred. It doesn't matter if you're in a church, right? It doesn't matter if you're in a place that has been sacred for a long time. There are lots of places in the world. That was just a cornfield in Dyersville before they decided to make a movie there. Now people still go. And what Jacob is telling us in this story is that almost for the first time, God is saying, look, your people, 
will be dispersed to the ends of the earth. Right, so let's get back in the story a little bit. Jacob is, is running away from his brother Esau. He does not know what his future holds. Right? Jacob is afraid. He's going off to get a wife, yes. Um, but as I said to the children, he's really trying to cool his heels. And here we have a place where God is saying, look, things are not going to be great. Things will be bad for your people. But I tell you this, I will be with you. I will be with you. And even though things will not be great for your people, they will still be a blessing to everyone around them. So Jacob, understand that in this place, your people will find that they may be dispersed to the ends of the world, but I will be with them there as surely as I am with them here. And we don't really have that message of I will always be with you in the same way before this passage of Jacob. It's almost the first time that we get this sense of, look, God is with us. No matter where we are, no matter if we are away from the places we think are sacred, we never know when we're going to run into the ball of twine and say, you know what, I never thought of it before, but this is pretty awesome. And something must have inspired someone to build a giant ball of twine here. Right? But Jacob, who was afraid, and Jacob, who had good reason to be afraid, becomes this nation, and that is the story of the Bible. But he starts out here. He starts out with a place to lay your head, knowing that there's no way you can predict in the future where God is going to be. As far as Jacob was concerned, he was running away from the place that God had brought him to, right? Who remembers the story of Abraham? Okay, Pat does. Abraham's called out of his homeland and brought to this new place, and God tells him, your descendants will be like stars in the sky. Jacob has gotten this birthright, so has gotten this blessing of God onto his life, and now he's being forced to run away from it, almost as if he's running away from God. He thinks he's running away from God when he goes to Abraham's family. We don't know this from the internal psychology, but that is the promise. He has promised this land. He has promised this is the place he will grow. And he has to run away from it. He's afraid. He thinks he has betrayed God, almost certainly, or at least he's worried that he might be interpreted that way. He is certainly worried because his family is, you know, not really on board with his project as Esau threatened to kill him, even though his mother loved him very much. He has a lot of reason to be afraid because he's abandoned a place. But here we have the story that no matter where you go, no matter where you start, no matter where you think you're going to finish, God is with you. God is with you. So Jacob just had a place to lay his head. Just a place to lay his head, as good as any other. And God came and visited Jacob and said, no, this is the place where you will understand what it is to be a child of God, and what it is to be specifically you, Jacob, the father of generations. It will not always be good, and it will not always be bad, but I will be with you, and you will be with the rest of humanity. So the lesson there is you cannot run away from God. What does Jacob say? God must have been in this place, and I didn't realize it. And so we have choices in our life, too, of saying, what is it that we can do to help make the places we live, places people can commune with God, people can be closer to the holy, people can feel God with us in our lives? We have choices. Because we can build piles of rocks and lead only the very desperate to lie down there. 
And, you know, there's something in that. But nowadays, it's more likely to even take the rocks away and build spikes in a fence. And, you know, you have nice little benches that have spikes on them so that people can't sleep on them. Even worse than that. So we can build rocks. We can build things that people might happen to lie down on because they're tired. Or we can do better. I would not recommend building balls of twine. There are better things for us to do. Because we can be the ones who say, I want to manifest God's grace in the world. I want you to see the presence of God by the actions of people around you. And so when we have thousands of people on buses being bussed around the United States, we can be the ones with stones in the mob saying, no, turn them back. We will not have you in our town, like in Murrieta, California. Or we can be the ones in Brownsville, Texas, who say, here, have some toys and clothes, you people who have been on buses in crowded conditions and crossing deserts these many months. What kind of God do we reflect to people around us? What is the holiness that we seek to project into the world? It's goodness and mercy that we can do to all around us so that they may build a monument one day and say this was the place where there were toys for the children who needed them. This was the place that had food for the hungry. This was the place that people felt God's presence and were called upon to act so that someone had something better than a rock on which to lay down their heads.